On today's show, Season 2, Episode 11, I discuss the concept of synchronicity, and I touch a bit upon reincarnation. For the question of today, I answer about explaining to others what Taoism offers and how it's unique. Coming up on your favorite podcast show, Cup of Tao, starting right now. You're listening to Cup of Tao with your host, Chris L. McClish. Chris is a man with many roles, many journeys, and one spirit. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? I've been dealing with sinus issues and infection and generally not feeling well, so I hope you're doing a lot better than I've been doing. Thank you for joining me today. I would imagine I never will be able to answer a question on my mind as to what happens after death. So is death the end? And what did Leiatsu have to say about this? Well, Leiatsu said we return to the source, but that can mean many things. That can mean we return to dust, or it could be as cool as our consciousness returning to some sort of cosmic consciousness of unity. I think as humans, we really feel like we're unique and that we're special. And we feel like we have to continue on in some kind of way. Now, this episode might be uncomfortable for you. I'm going to challenge you a little bit, regardless of your beliefs. That might be a little bit uncomfortable. Let's suppose we lived 100 years on this earth. And that seems like a long time, right? But when you think about it, compared to eternity, a hundred years compared to an infinite amount of time is like almost nothing. So people would say, we live here so we can gain lessons to use in an afterlife that lasts for an eternity? Most people don't live a hundred years, but even if they did, it just seems like a small amount of time compared to infinity. The other aspect is, some people say that God would judge us during this time. So based on our actions, we may end up in a paradise or we may end up being eternally damned based on a few actions during this small amount of time. Our whole infinity would be decided. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Other people would say, well, look at evidence of reincarnation. And I've looked at a lot of evidence, and it's, there's a lot of evidence out there. But interestingly enough, you can find evidence of ghosts, spirits. You can find evidence of people seeing things when they die. Um, you can find evidence of UFOs, Bigfoot. You can find evidence of almost anything if you look for it. But there is some compelling evidence about reincarnation. Well, let's examine that for a little bit. So in each life, you learn spiritual lessons. To what purpose would that serve so that you eventually gain what they would call samsara? You become enlightened and you're at a state where you never have to return based on each of these lives. But in each life, you don't remember the past life, or at least most of us don't, right? 
So we gain these spiritual lessons and we've learned to what purpose does that serve? Wouldn't this cosmic consciousness already have all the knowledge it needs? Or do we stay unique? And if we stay unique and we have all our knowledge of what we did wrong or what's right or that life is love, God is love, so we gain that and then what? To what purpose does that serve? Some people would say, well, it shows that this being is constantly evolving. Now, that's an interesting thought. So instead of this being or God or cosmic consciousness, if it's not a single being, if it's a collection, if it's constantly evolving, then it would mean it didn't start out being perfect, right? It has to evolve. It has to learn lessons. But then you would ask, for what purpose would that serve? Now, it's possible that we don't know the purpose. Is that what you're thinking? Kind of the answer is beyond us. And, and you're right about that. It's just all interesting when you think about it. It doesn't make sense. Of course, then again, it doesn't make sense why we are here on this planet. Our odds of being born are pretty low. And survival is not a guarantee. And when we do survive, like I said, we don't live very long in the scheme of things. So let's say that we reach the state of samsara or that we go on to heaven because we've been such great people. Then we're in paradise forever, right? We're happy. We have no jealousy, no anger. We just see people we love and we're just happy for eternity and eternity and eternity. No competition. No need for any kind of suffering whatsoever. How are we different than a tree or a plant then, or a rock for that matter? We're a peaceful zombie. So we continue on forever because the Creator loves us. Or is it more that we feel like we're so special that we have to continue on? We can't stand the thought of us not existing. Or is it that we serve some greater purpose that we don't understand? We're like a cell in the body. But yet if you lose a cell in your body, there's many more just like it, right? No, we're so unique that we're special. Now, yes, I'm being a little sarcastic there, but I'm doing it just to challenge you a little bit. What makes us so important over, say, squirrels? What if you thought about squirrels living forever, or going to heaven for that matter? Now, I have heard theories that I like. Like, what if the universe constantly recreates itself over and over again? Not just far away from us, but given an infinite amount of time, what if the universe constantly redoes itself? What if these multiverses intersected sometimes? That's why we can remember past lives. Maybe sometimes that's why we get glimpses of things like ghosts or people with advanced technology, UFOs. But then you'd have to ask why. Why would that happen? What purpose would it serve? Why would the universe need to keep reinventing itself? But then again, you'd have to ask why other things exist. Why do black holes exist? Why does anything exist? And is there a connection between it all? 
Up until my teenage years, I had some things happen to me which were pretty unexplainable. One, I received a call, or I should say my mom received a call, in the middle of the night, and I knew it was in regard to one of my half-brothers at the time that I was very close to. Before she could barely get hello out of her mouth, I rushed into her room and told her it was about her son, my half-brother, who had died in an accident. I knew what the call was about. I had another instance with my other half-brother of dreaming a hyper-realistic dream where he told us he was getting a divorce, and that came to pass not too long after, exactly as it was in my dream. I also had an incident where a lady recognized me from a past life, and she was saying some things to me that applied to my life now that she couldn't possibly have known. Those things make me really wonder, but given time and distance away from those events, my skeptical mind turns them off and says, well, they're just coincidence, or I don't know how it happened, but they just happened. Psychologist Carl Jung had a name for these kinds of events. He called them synchronicity. They're the same kind of events that maybe you've had if you're singing a song and you turn on the radio and the song is on the radio, maybe even exactly at the place that you were singing. Things like that really make us wonder. Seeing things that we can't explain, thinking about people that we haven't thought about in a long time and then suddenly we either hear about them or they call us does point to some kind of connection. And that can give us some kind of hope in all this mess. Because we're not going to figure it out. I doubt that we're going to figure out the answers. No, we're not special. Leatsu tells us that we're all just a bunch of straw dogs. And yet we're a part of something. Something that even Leatsu says he doesn't know what it is. It's a big mystery. And because he doesn't know what to call it, he just calls it the Tao. So how do you personally explain everything? Do you go off what your religion tells you or what you've heard in a church or a worship setting or what spiritual leaders say? Have you had experiences of synchronicity, of things that you can't explain? What's your personal thoughts about things like reincarnation or afterlife or heaven? Keep your eyes open for things they give evidence of something out there beyond yourself, something greater. Time for the question of today. Laura in Austin, Texas writes, I have had a hard time explaining what Taoism offers and how it is unique. Any ideas for explaining it beyond pointing to books? Laura, evolutionary. Other religions have kept humans in check by rules of conduct and guidelines or as some would say, dogma. If you were designing a religion to keep down crime and have your society grow, you may come up with rules of don't kill, don't cheat on your spouse, don't be jealous of others, have sex only with your mate, worship your God, and follow the rules, or face damnation. As Taoist, my hope is that our system is not bogged down in dogma. 
Now it can, and it does sometimes get that way, but it's not inherently from the teachings themselves. But just as with many other interpretations of other uh, religions and philosophies, the interpretations of followers can cause problems. For example, on Reddit, I'll occasionally see somebody say, a person can't call themselves a Taoist unless they've been trained under a Taoist lineage, under a master, and had taken vows or had lived a, in a Taoist community or whatever. Keep in mind, Leiatsu didn't call himself a Taoist. He didn't know what to call this great mystery, so he settled on calling it the Tao, loosely translated as the Way. And he also made pretty clear how he felt about rules or dogma. Taoism admires and acknowledges the mystery of creation. It honors humility, harmony, moderation, and it even acknowledges how life can be unfair. Taoism offers guidelines without strict rules. There's no thou shalt not or thou shalt, as I mentioned before. And there's not this notion of a punishing God or a force waiting to condemn you if you screw up. In today's world of blatant disregard for the environment or climate impact by some of our leaders, and things that happen such as killing in the name of one's religion, and judgment through the lens of my religion is right and yours is wrong, we need Taoism now more than ever. And that's how it's unique. Instead of let's judge others, let's destroy others, let's overpopulate the planet, Let's overuse resources and let's succumb to greed and gluttony, as well as fighting over land and religious dogma. I hope instead that many can find harmony and come together to heal ourselves and heal the damage done to all that live on this planet. The real way to answer this question, what Tao offers, is really personal. If you relate to the teachings of Leiatsu and Chengzu, and you follow a life consistent with that, then describe to others when they ask what Tao offers personally for you and what it personally means to you. I hope that answers your question, Laura. Thank you so much for asking. And I want to thank all of you who listened to the show and to those that have supported my work and supported my books. I want to thank you very much. It means a lot to me. Next week will be episode 12. It may be the last episode of season two. Before I let you go, I do have a few messages. Don't forget to subscribe to my show in your podcast player app or to the RSS feed. You can find my email address, contact information, a disclaimer, and more information in the show notes, so please check those out. Be sure and purchase my book, Accepting Life on Life's Terms, Taoist Psychology for Today's Uncertain Times. Look for the book wherever you buy books. Available in written and digital format. Hey, that's all for today's show. I'll see you next week. Have a good week. May peace and love be with you. Thank you for listening. Bye.
Thanks for listening. Have a good day. This podcast is a Coach CMC production.